Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, everybody. Welcome in to the Winner's Lounge. This is the DNVR Rapids postgame show. I'm your host, Mitchell Carroll, joined by the illustrious super producer, Yahir G. Vasquez, super producer. Yeah, yeah. What's up, brother? How you doing, man? I'm, ooh, boy, am I a happy camper watching that game today. I'm usually an optimist. Right now, I feel down. You feel down? I feel down if I want to. Whoa. Okay, well, we're going to dig we'll, into we'll why. We'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get yeah, into it. Yeah, we're going to dig into why you feel down. I mean, there's definitely lots to talk about after this one. Uh, a one nothing win for the Rapids over visiting Seattle. Um, and, uh, man, uh Kind of boring first half, highlighted by Mark Anthony K with an injury to his eye area, face with an elbow from the human giant Reagan. Uh, sent him off. Lewis comes on, and then not far into the second half, Lewis converts uh, on a cross from Barrios. Well, sort of. It was really an own goal, but they're giving it to Lewis, so good for him. Rapids go up one nothing, and they hold on. Um, Seattle had a few chances at the end. Yarbrough made some nice saves, but overall, this was this was a, a, a Colorado-controlled game, and uh, it's tough to. Well, apparently, it's not tough to be mad about it because you got some stuff on it. But uh, from my from my side, a lot of guys stepped up that were playing a little above their board. Uh, uh, Marknick came in for his MLS debut and played very well. Um, had a couple of moments. Debut, by the way, man. Yeah, uh, we were both talking to people around. They're really high on this kid. There's yeah. a good things being said about him. Um, he was great. I'm, I'm really excited for if this gives him a higher role or what's going to go on with him. He definitely is at a crowded position, right? I mean, Lucas, Betashore, Keegan, um, you know, but here he, soon, he can, yeah, he can definitely slot into that fourth spot. Um, surprisingly, Keegan started at center back for trustee instead of Viasia. So having Keegan on was probably good for him to kind of have a mentoring voice on the field like that, you know, someone who could kind of point him in the right direction within the formation. Um, he had a lot of good chances. There was one ball he got uh, where he put probably three touches on it, needed to put only one or two to find a Rubio in front of goal. But, you know, those are moments you're going to learn from. I mean, this is your first game in the MLS and, and hopefully you learn from that and, and, go from there. Um, I thought he was great. I thought Lewis and Barrios controlled the pace for the most part all game. Um, once Lewis Barrios came in, might have been the best player on the field. I, it's, yeah. I really wouldn't <laughs> be surprised. Him or Yarbrough, I would say. But yeah, man, Barrios controlled it. He he had so many, and it wasn't just him. I mean, Lewis and Rubio both as well, but Barrios really could get that, receive the ball, make the turn, start the run. Um Get the get the defense in full sprint back to the goal mode. Uh, it was really nice to see, and this team at the Dick, man, they they're so good at home, and it's crazy that we have this tone, right? Like last lounge, sad boys, tough loss on the road, but lounge before that, winners lounge, big time, you know, huge win over LA. So 
the roller coaster continues, but uh, I want to get into why you are are feeling the way you're feeling. What are, what are your thoughts after this win? I kind of want to push that back a little bit. Uh, first, I just want to talk about the game. Sure. Because uh, the way I'm feeling down, it has nothing to do about the game. Okay. Really? So we'll get into that a little sure. bit. Sure. <laughs> um, okay. Well, yeah, keep going then. What, what's your biggest takeaway from this game? This game, I thought they, they just played great, man. Like I said, the dick is a portrait. Nobody can get it, come in here and get it. And the most you can get is a point if you're lucky. The, Seattle was not lucky today. Yeah, and Seattle is one of the most talented teams in the MLS. Regardless of where they're, they're positioned at right now, they wanted to focus on CCL. They got that trophy. First U.S. team to do it in a long time. Um, so Seattle's super talented. They beat LAFC. They also beat a very talented uh, Timbers team. So you look at that and it's just like, wow, if they can get a home playoff game again, they're going to be in good position. Mm-hmm. And then it's just going to be a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. But they've been playing. I, I really do think they've been playing great. I love the runs that Ruby was making. Mm-hmm. Uh, even without Sardis opening up space for him, he he did great of finding himself, uh, finding himself some room to operate. I think he has to work a little bit on his first touch when it comes to shooting. I think he's always looking for the perfect shot instead of just getting the shot on goal. I think uh, the Rapids as a team are, are feeling that one today. Yeah, and like my biggest thing is when it came up to uh, that cross from Markinich that was right in front of the goal. If he just kind of taps it even a little bit. One-timer, it, yep. It, it could have even been like maybe it's blocked, but also maybe you get a juicy rebound. Something could happen. Yeah. Just get that shot on goal, and it's always very beneficial. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's – look, I don't know what it is. I, I think – I mean, my, my theory is that the fluidity of their formation and their roles and, and kind of people can slide into different parts of the formation, move up into attack and drop back. And that's just easier to do on the ground you're familiar with, right? It's easier to do at home where your communication is better, where you're, you know, you're used to getting signals in from, from the sideline, from Robin Frazier and the assistants and, and, you know, the friendly confines really help their kind of amorphous positioning and formation. And it just, that's tough on the road. And I, I think that's, I think that's what it comes down to, but just, I think my biggest takeaway even beyond that is people really stepped up, right? It wasn't just Marcanic coming in, right? Um, no Zardis injured, right? No uh, Lucas red card, no trusty red card. So, uh, you know, really, and then Matt going off with an injury in like the 38th minute, right? So all of a sudden you have at the end on the field was Warner, Mesquita, Markinick, uh, uh, Viasia, um, Betashore, right? Like all these not regular. That's like half the guys on the field are not regulars the or not, you know, not starters. And it's just like it, mm-hmm. and they held on and, and held formation and, and, you know, Seattle had their chances, but it, they weren't good chances and they weren't consistent chances. And it's really impressive to see a team hold on like that. The one player I really, really want to highlight is Betashore. I, Beta. I just completely love Bittaker, man. He's like the ultimate Jeff. He's what Keegan is, but even like less flashy. And I feel like he's just like a full-on dad vibe that just <laughs> so much. Like the way he plays is just, I'm going to be reliant. I'm going to give everything I have in, the, in, these, in this next tackle. But I'm also going to be really careful and make sure to be really nice about it. And oh, yeah. Like, even that Rodriguez, like, when they were um, reviewing the play, 
and they were looking at VAR. He was over there talking to the Seattle players. They were all laughing. There was like no ill blood. He wasn't over here like shit talking. He was just like, hey, what's up, guys? How you guys doing? You know that wasn't a penalty, right? Like, I thought that was <laughs> like, that's what I really want to. I, I feel like every time he comes in, the team doesn't lose a step from anybody. Not at all. Like, I think Betashore is the most seamless uh, replacement for anybody on the wing at this point, either Keegan or Lucas. Yeah, I mean, you have to feel comfortable with him. I mean, he's definitely an elder statesman, right? He's been in the league for 11, 12 years, something like that. He's, you know, he's been around. He's, he's, he knows what it takes to be a professional soccer player. And he is, he's very solid in his role. He definitely pays attention to film and the game plan. You can see it, right? He doesn't really go outside of his bounds. He, he, you know, and I think Frazier wants his outside backs to kind of take some chances, but he is just so, so low mistake that it, it, it's really nice when when you are worried about guys being out and, you know, okay, what does that do to our substitution pattern to not really be like, okay, beta, you're playing 90 and, and you know, you're probably, there's no hindrance there, right? So um, really great to see from him. Uh, the combination of him and Marcanic was surprising, but ultimately I thought a great move by Frazier, really. Yeah, when, I, when I first saw the lineup come out, it was really weird because if you saw the formation they were playing, they had Rubio at wing. And then they had um, yeah, and Mario's as the main striker. Yeah, and you had uh, Mark Anthony K as the left winger, and it was just like Bizarre. that makes no sense looking at <laughs> on paper, but it worked. Yeah, it, it really worked. Like you saw, Mac was making great runs, and it was just like how I said, Rubio was finding space. Maybe they figured something out that Rubio just shouldn't play at the top every time. It, yeah, it's interesting, but because like. When he plays at the top, I feel like the burden on his shoulders gets really big. Mm-hmm. And that's when he started kind of starts just looking for the perfect shot, looking for everything to be perfect. But when he's being creative and creating chances for the other players, when he has uh, line mates up there that can help him out, when he has, like, the other two people to help him run up and he can create for those other two, he's a lot more comfortable. He's a lot more adaptable, and he's a lot more willing to pass and do things. You know, I got to shout out Jonathan Lewis. He came in as a sub, was probably only going to play 20 to 30 minutes, ended up playing, you know, over 50. Um, and he had to beat 6'5", Reagan. I watch a little 5'7", Jonathan Lewis trying to hold him back off the ball, like – like trying so hard uh, and winning. And it was just, it was a really impressive performance from him. And it's nice to see him have a good performance that ends with a goal and not just yeah. a good performance where we say, man, wish he finished that one that he had, right? Wish he finished that, that sitter. That a, uh, that, was that his goal in your opinion? Or do you think that was uh, an end goal? Like not with the, not with the statue. Just like, I don't want to take nothing away from him. He was at the right place, right time. I think if you were to real, I think if that was on the road, it's an own goal because they don't want to give Lewis the goal. Of course. But I think the Rapids, you know, I think the home scorekeeper would give that to Lewis. I think it was over the line by the time he touched it. Yeah. Right? I think he could have just not even, right? That's so weird to me because if I was like, in the, like if I was the home team and somebody was either you no know, goal before, uh, for my own player yeah. or goal for somebody else, I would say it was a goal for somebody else 10 out of 10. I don't want to yeah. give that bad juju to my own team. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that's a good point. I'm not sure. I don't. I mean, I just don't think it was yeah. a goal because I think it had crossed the line. I, I mean, you'd have to get, you know, VAR and black yeah. out the line. It's not that important. I was this, just wondering you know what, what I mean? you thought. Yeah. It was, you know, like, was there this much of the ball 
over, you know, still available to, to score. Right. So um, I just think he was in the right position. I thought his runs all night were really good. I, what I really noticed tonight, and I don't know if this was a point, you know, I haven't been at the field for, for any training with, with COVID and, and I was in school. So I, you know, I haven't really spent a bunch of time at practice, but I'm wondering those other side of the plays and you noticed it a lot with Lewis, but you also really noticed it with Marcanic on the left side. When the ball would come up the right, those two would be so available on crosses and just like, you know, switch the play balls across the side. And it really opened up a lot of chances for the Rapids. I'm wondering if that was a point of emphasis from Frazier this week or what it was, or if it was just a hole in the Seattle defense, but it was really impressive to see them kind of abuse that backside of the play. Yeah. It's all like, and I can I know what you're talking about. Well, Marganich's touch was really nice. Oh, yeah. And I really noticed it when Beta Sharp with that uh, pass in the box, and it was, like, way off. And then the very next play, Marganich comes in and, like, exact same plays and everything and throws it in there, and it's, like, perfectly placed. It didn't lead to anything, but it was, like, right where it should be every time. He kind of oh, yeah. has that Jack Price uh, touch. Which he had really- another one, too, off of – I don't – I want to say it was that – Jet, whoa, was it corner? It was either corner or a set piece from the side. Um, but Mark, oh, yeah, no, no, it was off a corner. And Mark got right, I mean, his head was right on it, right towards the end. I think it was somewhere like 84th, 85th minute. <laughs> and he just sent it high. But like, man, he was, he was on the spot. He looked ready. He looked ready, man. Honestly, of all the young guys, yeah, and Logan says he did not look out of place at all. He even seemed to want the moment, which was awesome to see. I think of all the young guys we've seen and kind of guys coming up and, and getting spot starts here and there, uh, he probably inspires the most confidence. And I'd even include Max in that, right? Like, he's been great. He's, it was so crazy because he seemed like a grizzled veteran out there. He oh, was yeah. calling for the ball. He was telling people where to go. He was running at Seattle. He wasn't waiting for them to come. He was running at everybody. And I'm like, wow, this kid wants it. This is going to be a player. You could tell right away that he, there's no moment's going to be too big for him. It was cool seeing – I didn't know that he had a twin brother that plays for yeah. Cincinnati. That's tight. Good, Like, it's cool that he finally got on the field so his brother doesn't have that over him either. He was, like, like his identical <laughs> twin brother. That's like, cool, I, man. It's, like, the first set of twins in the MLS that are identical. Good for him, man. That's sick. I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, Max came on late, and he had that chance to put the ball onto Lewis's foot. You know, that big, long, long yeah. uh, cross, but he just couldn't touch it. I mean, it wasn't an easy ball to place, but, you know, that was kind of his moment. To... I think if Lewis would have touched it, too, it would have been offside. That's what oh, I, was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just because he kind of hesitated. There, yeah. was, he needed to make a quick decision. Other than that, he didn't really have enough time to make a, you know, make yeah. a real play, to make an impact. Same thing with Viasia, who came on with him. I think Viasia's best moment was not touching the ball and let it go out for a goal kick at the end. Um Warner, <laughs> Warner, I thought was solid um, as usual, right? Like sometimes he can get a little errant and kind of try try a little too hard. I think can be Warner's biggest problem. Um, he played within himself, stayed back. You know, low mistake again. Um, Mosquita, same thing, fine. Nothing, you know, nothing, uh, nothing bad, nothing good. I think he just came in and did what he was supposed to, and they held on for the win. Yeah, it's actually um, it's a very low event game. Mm-hmm with a very high impact because you saw a lot of things that you wanted to see from the players mm-hmm. and you got the victory. But if you look at, if you were actually watching the game, it felt very low event. It just was not a lot. 
even think, the, uh, it was that like that Wilson thing that happened where yeah. he was going to, like where he it, it was identical to almost having with um Lalo's last week where he jumped on the ball, he mistimed the ball, went right by him, and Lalo's came up big and got that shot out of there. I, yeah, it was like almost identical to that, but this time with the happy ending. Man, you're right, Lawless, dude. Shout out, Lawless. I thought he was all over today in, in a good way. Um, when he makes mistakes, they're big, but tonight he was he was unreal. I thought he didn't have a mistake. <laughs> no, and that save that you just said on that chip shot, man. Morris has got to finish that one. Number one, that was a soft little chip. I don't know what he was thinking. It's not like Lawless was hidden, right? Lawless was like in plain view of him. Um, and uh, man, great save. Morris needed to put any sort of touch, like not touch. He put too much touch. He needed to just put a little bit of force and it's a goal, right? He's a USMNT uh, player. What do you expect? No, oh, get out of here. Get out of here. We're not getting into that. We got six months to, to get into that. We got about uh, a month because uh, <laughs> Nations League is coming up. Oh, you're right. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into it then for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure, dude. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I guess the only real other thing to talk about is Yarborough, who didn't really have anything to do in the first half, except, you know, when the ball got played back, you know, like just, uh, you know, he was great. Oh, let's get into this. Logan says, with Marcanic getting the start, do you think the Rapids are a little unhappy with how Sebastian Anderson is developing? Felt like he was our next fullback talent, now Estevez and Marcanic. I, I don't know what their feelings are with Anderson. I just, I think it was a, I, I think it was more of we're at home. Let's, you know, he played well in the open cup game. Lucas is out. Let's, let's give him a shot. I don't think it has, I don't think it says all that much about Anderson. What do you think? Uh, no, I don't think so at all because it's also uh, the Rapids too playing about 15 minutes. Oh yeah. Well, they're probably on the field like now. <laughs> The rules they can't play, um, yeah, back to back games. It's it's kind of against the rules to do that, yeah. So that'd be I, so funny. Like, hey, great game, marketing. All right, get out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was the biggest thing. I think they wanted to give Sebastian a little bit more run, get a little bit yeah. more, uh, yeah, and he'll play 90 to 90. Yeah, so. I think he'll be, I think it has nothing to do with S. I think it has nothing to do with Anderson and everything and how what they think about marketing. I think they're yeah. really high on the guy. And they just wanted to give him a shot and see how he would do it on MLS game against mm-hmm. a top a, a top talented team, um, and that's I think that's about it. I don't have I I really don't think it has anything to do with Anderson. I was surprised that they even toyed with another outside back, right? And I thought Viasia was going to get the start. Called it here with Joseph on the post game. Um, I really thought it would be Viasia because you have to be ready for Trusty to be gone. And what do you know? Trusty was gone this game because he got a red card uh, against Kansas City. And you're like, okay, cool. Let's throw Viasia out there. Keegan and Betashu are on the outside. Um, but instead, they played basically two center backs, three wing, you know, three outside backs, and uh, it worked. Yeah, I think it's this the most adaptable team in the MLS for sure. By far. There's By a team that far. there's a team that no matter who they're missing, who's coming up, they're really good at adjusting and they trust all their players. Beta they can play it. either side, Keegan can play inside, Mac will play midfield, he'll play holding, he'll play an attack, Rubio can play any of the three attacking positions, even drop back to a, a attacking midfield. Um it really 
God, it just drives me crazy that they can't do this on the road. Just do it on the road. God, and that's the they're so good at home. It's like, I can't, like, we cannot stop complimenting their play, their positioning, their coaching, their tactics, their, their subs. It's like everything was an A across the board. There was so much good. And it's just like, just do it one time on the road. One time. And once. Like, and that's something that we'll get into in a bit. I know we'll get into it in a little bit, but I don't want to get into it too much right now because I know we're going to have like a full segment about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, but again, I thought they played great. No complaints. Yeah. I love no all of Frazier's changes. I love everything he did. No complaints at all from the team. They, again, finishing, which has been their biggest issue for the last couple of years. Just have to get better at that. But as long as you can keep tweaking out results, and um, and then you figure out the finishing later. I'm all for it, especially because you have young kids still developing. You have Yappy, you have Yaya. Um, Yappy's the guy I still want to see get extended minutes. He's only had about around a ten minutes so far. Yeah, I, I think see him really. Like, I'd sure. like to see him get a half, you know, or more. I also think it's been very hard because if you look at Rapids too, they've been struggling. Yeah, got like about seven <laughs> dropped on them a couple weeks before last week. I don't remember which one it was. So it's also like are they San really Jose. Ready that was San Jose. That was the San Jose weekend. Yeah, they got dis- yeah, they got they gave up three goals in like four minutes. No, it was like not no, it was a San Jose. I thought it was last week. Oh yeah, it was San Jose, you're right. But again, like if they're struggling yeah. with their talent level, like their competition, yeah. how are they gonna like is it a team collective thing? Is it a coach thing? What's going on? Why aren't they breaking through? We saw Markinich play great and he got a chance. So that's kind of something we have to figure out what, what's going on there yeah. and uh, why the, the Rapids 2 is struggling. Is development not coming up like it should? Or like, and it's just something that they're looking at and like, are these players really ready to have extended minutes for, uh, and have extended minutes on the, on the MLS, Rapids 1, Rapids, whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, you know, Mayaka still hasn't even been – I don't think he's even been on the team sheet. I think he's been on the team sheet once this year. Um, but, you know, hasn't featured. Um, you know, it's uh, – it's really, I'm really curious to see who the next guy is because Markinick clearly can can hang, and he's clearly going to be up. Yappy is consistently on the bench. He's only been subbed on the one time, I believe. Maybe two, but – I can't remember. I think just the one, but he's clearly earned at least consistent time available, right? Whether or not he plays. Um, and you wonder who the next guy is. It, you know, I think Logan's point of Sebastian, right? Like we kind of expected him to be the next guy, but maybe it's not, right? I mean, Warner's been playing a lot down. He's been getting some minutes and, and that has turned into minutes in the last you know month or so. He's gotten some minutes up with the first team. Um they're playing the Rapids too is struggling, so it's tough to want to call up guys that are getting burned. But um, you know, it's so it's... crazy too because you look at them and they have a couple of players that aren't um, that aren't like part of the actual like Rapids too has a couple of players that aren't like part of the Rapids organization that they're just like contracted to Rapids too uh, that are really good. Yeah, you look, you look at a first one that comes to mind is Robinson and Garrett. You would such a baller, great midfielder. Then you got Yosuke Hanya, who's also Dude, just Hanya has been good, man. Like these two players are like basically free agents. Anybody can pick them up if they want to be on an MLS roster. The Rapids kind of need to bounce on that. And like, hey, do you want that like two way contract? 
Yeah, I, I don't know what the rules are with that. Yeah. And if there's even any available, it feels like the Rapids are kind of full in terms of their would you have you to know, make roster like, slots? But yeah, would it, I think you might have to make them into like an academy player, right? Or something like that. Yeah, but like those players are really good. Like the players that should be developing haven't gotten to that point, and mm-hmm. players that are outside looking in have been playing the best for them. Yeah, man, Mayaka and Anderson, those are the ones that come to mind when you say that. Those are the two you want to see by the end of the season, hopefully making an impact on the first team or at least featuring, right? Mayaka's going to be really hard because that midfield is super stacked. With Mosquito, you got Acosta, yeah. you got Mac. Yeah, you got no, Price, you're right. You got you're right. Warner. You just have, like, all these players in that midfield. That's going to be really hard to, like, have Mayaka even come up. You're, you're going to have to get rid of, like, Mosquito or Colin Warner next transfer window if you really want Mayaka in there. I even I mean just featured a spot start. Or even not even a spot start. A spot like you know, all right, he's all coming up. up. Yeah, yeah, like a call up 30 minutes in a game because you know, because you need someone some rest just like once. I just want to see it at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like maybe a midweek game or something. Just yeah. like throw him in there, see what's going on. Yeah. He didn't even get the US Open Cup call either. And it was just like why? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, you're right, you're right. It's frustrating though, right? Like you want to see these high picks turn into something. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean anything, right? Like you see this in other sports too, where it's like, okay, the draft happens. You have this high gut pick two years in. It's like, okay, well, what are you now? What can we get out of you now? Right? Like throw away the draft pick position. But that being said, he's struggling at the two level. Like you hope that, that having their own team and not having to loan him out, you know, like being able to sort of control the development structure and practice structure and all that really will lend him to a Frazier club. But, you know, who knows? It hasn't worked so far. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to get into what Yaya's feeling right now. But first, we got to talk about the presenting homies over at Ivaca TV. Shout out Ivaca TV. You were probably able to see this awesome win if you have Ivaca TV. Uh, They uh, have all the Colorado teams you love. It's a totally new approach to TV programming delivery that is less expensive, easy to watch, and offers a superior picture. Services include local networks like Altitude, shout out Altitude, AT&T Sportsnet, shout out AT&T Sportsnet, catch your Rockies there, man, catch your catch your Avs coverage, catch your Rapids, you get the Rams, and you get the Pios, and I mean, Mammoth, look, you get a lot of stuff, make sure you're getting it, make sure you're signing up for Evoca TV, they have service available in Denver, Colorado Springs, uh, Yaya in Denver has it, right, and he loves it, um, you can catch the Rockies, you can catch the Pids all summer long, and that only happens if you have Avaca TV. So go to Avaca.tv slash DNVR, use the promo code DNVR, and you will get $10 off your first three months, which makes it $15 per month for three months plus a receiver. There's no contracts, no hidden fees. Sign up, shout out to the homies at Avaca TV. All right, yeah, yeah. You seem bummed out about something about the Rapids. And this is new to me. You didn't tell me before we started what this is. So I'm I'm curious. I'm, I'm nervous a little bit, not going to lie. You're going to drop a bomb, a ya-ya bomb on us. Uh, I and, wish uh, I had that type, of, that type of pull in any organization. <laughs> drop some ya-ya bombs, man. Ya-ya bomb, dude. All right, hit me with it. What are you feeling? So being a Rapids fan has always and forever will be Love the game, love the team, hope for the best. You might not always get the results you want, right? That's mm-hmm. always kind of been the, the motto. It's more about the friends you made along the way because you love this team. <laughs> you love yes. soccer. You watch yep. it. You know it. Like, we all know it for the most part, right? 
But what really hurts this time around, I think, is this promise from the organization that's telling you, hey, you know what? We're going to be good. We want to try harder. And on the field, production is not there, which really hurts. So you, this time you actually have, I let myself believe a little bit. I'm not out on this team. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, man. Okay. It really hurts when you see this team. Every time they're at home, the top tier team constantly. Mm -hmm. But as soon as they are away from the dick, they get, they get slaughtered. They, they forget who they are. They don't play right. Yeah. When they're at home. They're dicking, and when they're away, they get dicked every that, time. That really every time because for this team to be anywhere competitive in the playoffs, they're gonna have to get a home game. And if you're looking, I mean, at, yeah, you're looking at the standings right now, they're off about what five, six points. From Not just game. that, man, but like the scoreboard has just been brutal for. Him. Like brutal, and that's the thing that kind of hurts because you're trying to like you're looking at it and you're like, okay, this is what we do. This is what the Rapids have to do to get there. But just looking at this team and today, after if they would have lost today or tied today, I'd have been like, okay, they're in a bad patch. It might not be their year for them to make the playoff. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. The LAFC game was a fluke, but they win today. It just shows me that they know how to play. They know how to win. Mm-hmm. They know how to get to the next level. And they just can't do it outside of the at home. And that's just as a fan, that's a very scary. And it puts a lot of nerve. It, it gives me a lot of nerves because I'm just like, are they ever going to be able to do that this season? Well, yeah, seriously. Luke, what's going to happen in the playoffs once they get there? I might be getting ahead of myself, of course. I mean, like, maybe a little, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's crazy. Um I think it's a worthy discussion. I mean, so you look at where they're at now, right? Um, granted, Portland is losing right now, so this could change. Um, but they are sitting in, I want to say eighth. No, they're down in ninth right now, tied with Minnesota on goal differential, but losing the head-to-head. And the and then on goal differential to Houston is in seventh. They are one point behind Nashville in sixth, and they're two points behind the Galaxy in fifth so well at least one home game they can get up to real salt lake because four points ahead of them but they're on a negative goal differential la is on a negative goal differential um nashville's even houston's positive minnesota and colorado at one portland's right behind they're losing san jose and seattle behind them drew or no san jose and kc drew and seattle lost so so they definitely got a little bit of space there and if Portland can lose to Philly, which you would think Philly would go into Portland and win, um, you know, they're still just, man, that Nashville game looks really, really, really big at home. Oh, especially connect. Oh, wait, I missed some. Oh, there we go. I had a weird echo. All right. <laughs> um, especially because Nashville is right around where the Rapids are, too. Yeah, they I mean, they're even like, on points. Yeah. yeah or no, one point ahead. Like, they need to, like, keep, they need to keep them at bay, especially at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and to Dwayne's question in the comments, where he's asking, what's different this year from last year from the mentality, uh, sold off traded players, coaching? Mm-hmm. I think it might be a little bit of a mentality thing, if I'm honest. 
Because they have the talent. I think talent got replaced pretty evenly all the way around. I think yeah. it's more mentally. Last year they went in with the goal of, hey, we're gonna win away. We're gonna dominate it. We're not gonna make. We're gonna get results on the road. That and then I feel like this year they've been like, we did it once. It's gonna be more of a cakewalk, and they've kind of let off the gas a little bit on the road. I think positionally speaking, position for position, player for player, last year I think they honestly might be more talented. Um, I you know maybe slightly to a wash, but I don't think they're definitely they didn't they're not less talented than they were last year, right? Especially bringing in Zardes and having all this all these talented guys up top. Um, you know, losing Trusty definitely will hurt that, right? Especially come playoff time in terms of talent. But I think and and I just I think it's a tough system. It's a really tough system. Right. Like it just is like Frazier trusts his guys a lot. He's not strict with with sticking to your lines. Right. He lets guys kind of freestyle. Let's center backs play up in attack. Right. Like trust them to make some runs, trust them to make some crosses, trust, you know, like your outside backs on that back line are, are sometimes ahead of your striker, um, which works when it works. But it's so tough to play jazz on the road. It just is. It's it's so hard to play jazz on the road. And and we kind of saw for a second there were some injuries where he tried this weird 4-3-3 thing, which was kind of out of character for the season at least, and didn't work either, right? And I think it's like – I just think – I do think there's going to be a road game, and I can't point to it necessarily on the, on the schedule. I don't expect it to be the New York game, right? That's a tough road game. I don't expect it to be the Portland road game. I don't expect it to be our Salt Lake. I don't know when it is, but there's going to be a road game where you see the home Rapids, right? The Rapids that defend the dick better than any other home team in the league. And you're going to see it. It will click. They're not, I, I cannot, like, I just, I can't imagine that for a season long campaign, they are terrible on the road. I just, right. Like there, there will be a stretch where they get some points. That's the thing, man. They've been like that. Like, They've been hot and cold on the road for most of what they are, you know. They've been struggling on the road. They've since last year at the end of the year, we kind of saw them tailing off on the road. Yeah, Joseph it was, was a tough that, finish on the road. Yeah, Joseph was saying, uh, they've been waiting for the 99th win since last season yeah. on the road, and they still haven't been able to get it. And we're in 2022. Man, I'd love them to get in Yankee Stadium. That'd be tight. But honestly, Rio Tonto, right? That's the road game on yeah, the schedule that you that really would do. love to see it, but. For. the meaning behind that would be poetic it would it'd be great and i don't know when it's going to come right like it could be a while but i do think there's going to be a three four road game stretch where they do get four five six seven points like it's not they're a very like this is a good team and they just keep running into injuries zardis injured k injured i bet you k will be back unless it's like a really gnarly concussion or something but it's just like they just can't catch a break a month healthy for this team, I think would go a long way to their road success. And that doesn't mean that they find success on the road in that month. It's just playing together, playing that system, communicating through road noise and, and, and not perfect conditions. Right. And finding that rhythm. For sure. For sure. Again, I really do think they need to get something going, man. They need to get something on the road, it doesn't have to be wins. They just have to maybe like tie more than they than they lose. Yeah, and they'll be in good position. Like they just yeah. need to get a result every time they're on the road. Correct. But that's the scariest thing about this team. They have depth. 
you've seen key players get out, be out of the lineup and next man up. They keep going. They don't stop. And you're never scared of whatever lineup pressure is going to put out there. Because for the most part, you trust all the players on the bench. I can't look at anybody on the bench and be like, oh, I wouldn't want him playing. He kind of scares me. He's going to mess up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I. Man, I just – I feel like I'm being – yeah, optimistic yaya right now, but I like God, I don't, but I don't at the same time. It's like they can't just be this. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they are just the worst road team in the league and the best home team in the league, and that's just what we're gonna have to deal with. I I, I don't that would be I don't the know. Most Colorado sports thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even like the Rapids, it's like Colorado as a whole. Like that's the most Colorado sports thing I've ever heard. And you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. Dude, it's so true. It's Every so true. Every here in Denver, they're great at home. Fans are always treated to a high end of match from the home team. But as soon as they step out and those fans that moved away a few years ago, they see some of the worst products from Denver sports. Ugh. Well, you didn't think about it. Like, yeah, obviously, uh, and Logan brought it up from a point from Patrick, but yeah, it's a it's very Rockies esque. Like you think of uh that that twenty twelve Nuggets team, the post mellow, you know, they won, they set a record for home wins and they didn't even win sixty games in the NBA, right? They had like they only lost three home games and they didn't win sixty games, right? And it's just like it it it's unfortunate and, and it doesn't make a ton of sense, right? But it, it just, just kind of holds true. I don't know why the altitude, like, you know how everybody was always talking about like altitude affects yeah. teams coming in. I think it affects teams going out as well. I'd love to see yeah. get in Colorado that has to go play somewhere else and their record after that. Man, get a team in Mexico City so we can be prepared for a road game for once. That's good. Dude, <laughs> you go to like Utah, the Nuggets and the, the Nuggets and the... Rapids go to Utah all the time, and they still lose there. They still can't catch a win. Oh, God. And it's like, why can't you win on the road? Is altitude, like, toxic to everybody, and you just feel it when you go back to sea level? Dude, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a, I'm just a, just a humble YouTube host who's trying to find his way through a weird, weird, weird rapid season, man. It oh. just... <laughs> it's not as strange when you just look at like oh this is who the rapids have been yeah how i said it just kind of hurts a little bit more because you look mm-hmm. at the rapids they gave you hope you think they're gonna be good especially if you go based off last year you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, i wasn't expecting them to be the number one in the west again Mm-mm. i don't think anybody was you know but you did expect them to be a little bit more competitive be in the playoff spot at this time of the year Kind of fall off. Granted, the they're only you know they're only a point off. You know, True, they're only back. a point off. Yeah. But if you look at the teams, they're like right there with everybody else. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. It's not like all these other teams. Like all these other teams are like there's a big like discrepancy between playoff teams and not playoff teams. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a dogfight who see who gets in. There's gonna be at least two. Right, it's one gonna be somewhere between Nashville. There might be three, somewhere between Nashville and Portland, right? So that's Nashville, Houston, Minnesota, Colorado, and Portland. Three of those teams aren't going to make the playoffs. Exactly. 
Seattle. You can even throw Seattle in there. So you know, you can. They even still have two Dallas games. They still have two really games in hand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're yeah. I mean, Colorado's only two points behind the Galaxy, right? They the like Colorado could legitimately jump into. Well, they couldn't jump into a home playoff game, but they could jump into that last, that highest seeded road playoff game, you know, um, sure. very quickly, right? And that's the thing that just takes one good game on the road. Just like get the result this weekend against Nashville. All right. All of a sudden you're over 20 points, right? So you're going to be clear of at least Nashville, could be clear of Houston, could be clear of, you could be clear of. Three, you could jump three teams this weekend, and then if you just get one good result on the road, dude, what like that is the difference right now, dude. They even had two road wins this year, which they should have had one in Houston, blew it late, right? And they've played pretty well in some other games. Not, I wouldn't say well enough to win, but you know what I mean. Even Dallas, that should have been a tie, in my opinion, right? So that's four points. If that's four points, they're ahead of Salt Lake on goal differential, they're in fourth right now. I will say one thing I think the Rapids turned it around. That when you weren't hearing me and Joseph were talking about in these next three games, that was LAFC, um, then SKC, and Seattle. How many points did the Rabbits need to come away with? I said you had to come away with 45, which meant a win or one or two ties. They come away with two wins. Yeah. And now they have six points out of the four, the five that I thought I mostly should have gotten, which is really, really good. So, I am being a little pessimistic, which is kind of strange for me. It's I'm weird. the Yaya Salina. The Yaya Salina is running on, on E right now, dude. It's not even on E, man. Like I still love this team. I still trust this team. But it's just, it's frustrating. It's frustrating which, when you see a team this good play this well. Yeah. Week after week when they're at home. And then as soon as they step out, the slipper, the slipper falls off and it, they turn back to pumpkins. And it's really frustrating. Oh, oh, Mitch got a sneeze. No, I don't know. Oh, it's I mean, not coming. Oh, it's the worst feeling in the world. Uh, just <laughs> into the look, look, I'll say this. Let's enjoy two huge wins, right? Seattle's not up the table, but beating LA and Seattle back-to-back at home, huge, huge, oh, huge big, results. Big huge time. results, right? Beat Portland before that. They have Nashville coming in for their first ever MLS meeting, right? Big, big opportunity to win at home. Huge. Let's ride this home streak. Right, let's fill up that yas tank, right, and and get hype, and we can answer some of these existential road questions, you know, leading into and after the NYCFC game. I think that's you know, I think, I think when when you have, I mean, this is a man. If you can get nine straight points at home, more than that, right? I mean, I'm gonna look it up real quick, but God, when you are in the form they are at home, it's just I just want to ride that. Yeah, and I said, it's really nice. It's really nice being able to look back at these last three games. They're now three for four. Yeah, they drew with Charlotte, right? And then they beat Portland, beat LA, beat Seattle. Well, now they're three, one, and one, right? And they drew, yeah, drew Real before that. And then beat KC, beat Atlanta. So, So, one, so they've won one, two... Three, four, one, five. They've won all five. All we yeah, had done, knew that all five of the wins are at home and two draws. Yeah, so, like that's that's insane, man. Like, yeah, if they won one of those games on the road, they're in really good position. And so that's the thing, right? Is is you have some opportunities coming up? NYC, 
two home game or no NYC Portland on back to back on the road, right? Get two points, get uh, get a point out of that, and you're happy. Would you say? Uh, pretty much, man. Like like in the next two three games, if they just get four points, I'll be happy. Four points out of NYC Portland Real Salt Lake. Yeah. Again, I'll go with the exact same thing. Four points. I'll be yeah. happy. Four and points. then and then they get. Orlando at home, LA Galaxy at home. So they do two at home, two on the road, two at home, two on the road. Um, and then they're in Seattle, in New York, home for Minnesota. So and Columbus. So so I can't wait for that Minnesota game, by the way. I mean, that's that's I, August. I really it's so, that's crazy how far away that is. I really close, cannot but, wait for that game. There's something yeah. about Minnesota and the Rapids that just gets me going. Me too, man. I, it is an interesting. It's not. I wouldn't call it a rivalry yet, but it's. It has all the potential to be a rivalry. It kind of you know? has that little like grit to it, you know, like the yeah, like when out to by them a couple years ago. Every time they face each other, like there's a little extra going on. There's always that little like oh, it, in those games, which I really yeah. enjoy. I can feel. I could. Yeah, dude, I agree. Yeah, that's a game I have highlighted. I definitely think. Um, I'm excited for that home game against Austin when they come back from that little mini road trip to New York and Portland. Austin has been unreal and it'll be really fun to see at home. Austin obviously got the win in Denver or Commerce city last season in the home opener. And that was the last game that Colorado has lost at home. They have not given up three points since then. That's completely right. I completely forgot that it was Austin. Since Austin. Isn't that insane? I, I was a big Austin guy last year because I love expansion teams. Yeah. I love seeing how they struggle. Like, I'm a big Charlie guy this year. I just like seeing how they're Yo, doing. Yo, Andre, man, should we talk about that? That boy's on fire right now with Charlotte. Oh, dude. He had another beautiful goal today. It, is it. Was Shinichiki just needing a change he of needed, Yes. He was was not, like, it wasn't going to happen in Colorado. To, any team he went to, he was going to go off, basically. Mm, not any team. I think Charlotte is the right team. I do think there's other teams. Like, I think he could have gone to Miami. I think he could have gone to Charlotte. I think he could have gone to 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 Houston. I think. I mean, there's teams that that could use him in attack. He just doesn't fit Fraser's mold. He doesn't fit. Uh, it just. He just. If, if there was anybody that needed a change of pace in the MLS, he was probably at the top of that list. And, and that's like whole league. And that happened like. Just the Rapids have really bad luck with this man. It happened last year with uh, Benazit, too. Nicholas Benazit was nobody liked him. Everybody wanted him off the team. Left and had a few beauties for Seattle. Yeah. And you could even, he was even tweeting at the Rapids fans. Like, I think it just happened. Chinashiki didn't leave with that, with a bad taste in his mouth. He was a hometown hero kind of DU guy. Yeah, dude. All time pioneer goal scorer. Yeah, rookie of the year. Everybody was like really high on him. I think it was. I'm really happy for Nishiki. Me too. Nishiki, man. I'm glad he's getting. He needed that uh, change of scenery. I'm Me glad he's getting back on track. He really, he really needed that. Man, how about Salt Lake on the road? Montreal scored in the first minute to go up one nothing at home, and then lost two one to Salt Lake. Not surprised in Montreal. That's a crazy result, dude. That is a crazy result. It's crazy, but I'm not surprised. The Ralph Salt Lake reminds me so much of the Rapids last year. It is true. That's actually a really good call. They remind it's me a lot really where they call. just come out with like results. They're gritty. 
go Houston, by both by commission uh, by a commission made before you come. Houston went into LA and won three nothing against the Galaxy. That's uh, that's a heck of a result, man. That is... Galaxy has been lacking a little bit. You see their games; they're kind of. Mm, I don't they're know. Gonna they're gonna ride that Trafico game, right? They're gonna ride yeah. that for a while. I think that's Minnesota big win edge. on the road, man. Big, big, big day for road games, right? I mean, except for Seattle. Yeah, except for Seattle. Austin they scored, I think, it. right at the end of the game in stoppage or close to stoppage to get the home draw against Orlando. Um, Charlotte with the late winner against Vancouver at home. Um, and Philly right now, and we want them to hold on. Please hold on, Philly. one nothing win over Portland. Let's go. Um, they're almost to halftime there. Last game of the weekend. Um, yeah, man, I mean, I'm excited for this week, right? You don't have anything in the middle of the week. They can just be home. Focus on Nashville, game plan, get those set pieces dialed in. I did think they – I mean, the set pieces are always nice because Jack Price is good, but I don't think they were as sharp as they could have been. That could just be people being out. Could just, you know, it's a long season, right? People are going to – takes a while to, to find find the right set pieces, find the right playbook, find all that. So hopefully they can dial that in. Uh, do you have any early feelings on the Nashville game? You know, we haven't really dived in yet, but do you, do you see anything? Uh, real quick, I just think they're going to win. I think okay. they're going to win. They're at home. Me they're going to get either a point or a, or a win. I think they're going to win. Like, I think it's going to be like they're going to find some goals. I think it's like a three or four goal home game, honestly. Yeah, and, and I just can't wait for Zimmerman to get burned. Not a huge Zimmerman guy, especially after he came out in that Avalanche game and he just started like flailing around. <laughs> and he wasn't even playing. He was just trying to hype everybody up. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is very similar to him playing on the field. <laughs> oh, God. Stupid. Yeah, go abs, dude. Go abs. That's the one time I was like, oh god, man, I forgot how much I hate Zimmerman. Dude, he's the worst. Except when he's on the national team. Well, like that's maybe the best center back the national team has. He's really good. Yeah, Hammer Brooks, yeah. Yeah, Hammer Brooks. Him as a player, he's fun. Like he's a good player. Yeah. Hate him so much. I just Sapong too. Sapong's had a nice little run with them right now. Yeah. Just had one last night. Um sure you got you always gotta be careful of Hani Mukhtar. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. I do think it's going to be a good game. I, do, I mean, I want Yarby to get shut out number seven. I don't see it happening, but I do see them winning, right? Um, I, I really think that game we're going to – the Rapids are going to need trusty to maybe man-mark uh, Honey Mukhtar. Ooh, I like that's it. Gonna, that's well, fun. I, that's gonna I mean, that's really like what popular. you want from your Premier League-bound center back, right? Exactly. Like, I think they want to be like, give us one last push, yeah. Trusty. One last big play for you to go at. Take him out. Yeah, and I mean, I think he can. Um, I would. I hope Lucas comes back refreshed from defending Mesquita's honor, and uh, you know, gonna... <laughs> I loved that by the way. I, I, yeah, I, of course, I, dude. That was I awesome. That like five times, man. Oh I'm yeah, never for violence. I'm never for it. But Shallowy should not have picked them. It was no. A bad it was like swept the leg like Cobra Kai, dude. That was bullshit. And then he walks away expecting nothing to him to happen, man. That's never gonna happen. They all deserve the reds. You don't turn I'm your not, back. Don't turn yeah. your back. Don't start shit and turn your back. That don't. was dude, like That's just, stupid. Like, you can't start something and then be like, "Well, I didn't do anything." After you sweep so many legs on the sweep the ball. legs and then starts yelling and walking towards the ref like, "Hello, heads up, dude! You're about to get destroyed." And not just that, man. Like you're winning the game. What's the point of you doing this? You have no reason yeah. to do that. Like, yeah, again, that was lame. Shallow sucks. Been, I hate yeah. you. 
Shallowy is like just like went up the list. Again, I don't think I think Estevez has to hold his head a little bit cooler. Oh well, yeah, you should you shouldn't yeah, do that. <laughs> again, I'm not I'm not against him running and like protecting no. the play, especially because Estevez. You've seen him. He runs emotional. He runs hot. He wears his feelings on his sleeve. Yeah, he's had bad bad blood with uh, SKC all the way dating back. I think it was last year or the beginning of preseason this year. Whether it were uh, the whole Russell and Estevez thing, where Estevez spit blood at Russell, and Estevez like, no, I did it. Russell said, yes, <laughs> and they went back. Like you could see it throughout the game. Like Estevez oh, like yeah. tripping back at everybody that got near him. Yeah, and um, I think I expect a nice game from him. Um, hopefully this takes the lid off of Lewis too today, getting that goal, even if he did, might have not have technically gotten it. I, I hope it does something for him where it just kind of gives him that confidence, right? It's like when a good yeah. shooter is on a drought and finally hits one, you know, in I basketball. Need Barrios to, to get one. Yeah. Right? Barrios, dude, man. Back on track. Because he's been playing, God, he's been playing so well. He's been playing so well, so well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I expect a good game. I expect, I mean, here's the thing. Nashville's been playing pretty well too, right? So could they come in and steal a point? Yes. Do I expect them to win? No. No, 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 no. Nashville's not going to come in. And... Nashville's not the team to end the streak. Not in my opinion. Um, right? I think I think the one you have to I, – I think they can ride this streak all the way to the Austin game, right? So that's that's the one. That's 4th of July. That's only – well, they only have four games between now and 4th of July. But that's the that's – the, um, that's the one. If you can get past that, you get Orlando and LA at home, and I think they can beat both of them at home too. So, for sure, I, I think they're okay, man. They'll be fine. Um, again, just get one win on the road, one, one. win on the road, and you I think that win. opens up Portland the gates. Portland beat Portland. I don't think I think Portland, the demon they had to play with Portland was beating them at home. Yeah, they beat. They were great all year at home, and then they lost on the in the playoffs. I think Go the, sweep them this year. Be like, hey, you beat us in the playoffs. We're going to sweep you this year. I think the one they need to get for them to break the demon of the Salt road, Lake. Salt Lake. But that's that means two games where they don't get it. That it in that I'm perfectly fine with that. If I'm <laughs> like, if you give me a tie in those two games, like <laughs> yeah. I, I can wait off another two three weeks. Sure, but you want to break? There's people don't think this is real, but there's little landmarks in a team. And not just in a team that you're in at that moment, mm-hmm. but as an organization. Once you do it once, once you feel the floodgates kind of open, once you feel like you can accomplish it, you feel like everything's possible again. You feel like you can do it every time. The Rapids did beat the beat Braille Salt Lake in Rio Tinto, but it was during the pandemic. It was a thrashing 5-0, 5-2, I forget what it was. It was a thrashing, but nobody was there to see it. Nobody was there to witness it. You need to do it. Did it even happen? No. It it did happen, but like nobody, we remember it fondly. But you need to go in there and show them, hey, we beat yeah. you with fans, without fans, no, on a Sunday, on a again. Saturday, on a Wednesday. We'll beat you with rain, sun, snow, anything you want. We'll go toe to toe with. They're so much better than Real. Real has a negative goal differential right now, man. They are so much better than them. They are, but that's the thing. They need to prove that they are. Yeah, yeah, and luckily they have. A long time until then. Last point I want to make. This Nashville game, I expect them to go all out. They don't play for three weekends after that. They have two weekends off uh, for a nice little international break. That I I mean, if everyone's good to go, right? I don't think – I bet you Zardis doesn't play. Let him rest for a month basically, right, and only miss two games. Um, 
But if Mac clears concussion protocol, he's he's playing. Price playing. Trusty playing. Wilson playing. Rubio playing. Lewis playing. Like you throw everything you have at this national game. Wrap this up three points. Jump a few guys in the standings. Get back into that playoff picture and rest up for two weeks. Sounds good. I yeah. I, I do that. I would do that. Like yeah. And we still got to talk about what we're gonna do during the during that international break. Mm. That's gonna be some fun content for us. Talk we got some content teams. coming your way, baby. Uh, and we might get into that a little more this week's show before the post game. You know, this midweek show, we can kind of talk about that. Let you guys know what's up there. Um, we had a little shout out. I want to shout out Logan if you're still in the comments. If not, whatever. But man, shout out to you rocking the DNVR Rapids scarf at the tailgate today. We appreciate you, man. You're the best, the real homie. Uh, Shout out to you. Shout out to the Rapids getting the win. Shout out to Markinick. Great debut. Good for him. Shout out to Super Producer Yaya. Introspective and 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 really questioning the big questions. You love to see it. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the homies at Ivaca TV. We love you. Um, go ahead and like, subscribe to the YouTube page. Get your subscription to DNVR at the DNVR.com. Get your merch in the locker. Follow you here on Twitter. It's right there on the screen. Yeah, here G underscore Vasquez. Follow me on Twitter, Mitch underscore underscore Carol. And uh, you know what? You know what's next, baby. Up the bids. <laughs>